Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you as we begin a new week of broadcast here on Political Coffee. Lots to talk about. Lots of things happened over the weekend. What's most important, hmm? You got to love the um, FBI or not. The Gateway Pundit has the latest FBI blank that they're out saying that Trump supporters are threatening to set off a dirty bomb of over the Mar-a-Lago raid. Yeah, right. Not... So now there's lots of other things that we need to get to, including some things here in Oregon. It's a powerful story in the Oregonian that hit over the weekend about more black. Here's the headline. More black men are dying in Portland homicides than anyone else. How can this not go back and be laid at the feet of Ted Wheeler? And Kate Brown. And the Portland City Council that defunded the cops by $12 million, the Portland Police Bureau. How can this not be laid at the feet? How is this not racist? Hmm? Pastor Roy Tate of Christ Memorial Church. At a joint funeral. For Andre Foster, 42 years of age, and Quayan Foster, 21 years of age, his nephew, who were gunned down in Portland on New Year's Day 2022. This pastor, Roy Tate, says it all. Quote, we talk about Black Lives Matter, but we still kill each other. We talk about our lives matter, but we hurt each other. The purpose of this radio show, as you guys know, because you've heard me say it over and over again, is simply this. To give you ammunition, if you will, to have persuasive conversations with persuadable people in your world, whoever they might be. One of the ways that you do that is to ask thought-provoking questions. Like, I mean, to start a conversation, like asking this, did you see the article about how more black men are dying in Portland than anyone else in homicides, gun violence? You think that had anything to do with defunding the cops in Portland? taking away the gang violence team? 
So when Salem-Kaiser Schools takes the school, the cops out of the schools because of a misguided idea that they're racist, who does it hurt? When Portland Public Police Bureau takes the gang enforcement team away, takes $12 million out of their budget because the cops are racist, who does it hurt? Everything in uh, Oregon is about race. Everything. And when everything is about race, nothing is about race. Because pretty soon, people get deaf to it, don't they? So how should Republicans, conservatives... Respond when we hear Joe Biden blame everything on race. When we hear the Democrats in Oregon try to deflect from their incredibly damaging policies, like defunding the cops, like this insane focus on transgenderism everywhere at every level through state government. And how that math is racist. And that if we don't adopt these extreme green energy technology programs, it's racist. Because they've said all of this. By the way, there's a great piece by Cascade Policy Institute in the Oregon Catalyst. The headline that 1.5, Oregon's 1.5% green energy technology program doesn't pencil out. Cascade Policy Institute was has been researching this new program that's spending your money, 1.5% in there under any government construction or renovation project that costs more than 5 million bucks, 1.5% of the budget has to be spent on green energy technologies like solar, woody biomass, geothermal, and battery storage. It doesn't pencil out. Because if we oppose crazy ideas like this, like new taxes, like the new Inflation Reduction Act, we're racist. When everything is about race, nothing is about race. And people become numb to it. You are, uh, there's a great piece, by the way, in the Gateway Pundit about understanding why the deep state is terrified of Trump's documents. Now, this is written by Larry Johnson, who is the CIA guy. The uh, 
There, there is so much to this. It, it is hard to get into it. The bottom line is this. We heard that he had sensitive nuclear documents. Trump says they were planted. Do you trust the FBI anymore not to plant things that would exonerate what they've done? And now they come forward with this Hey, the Trump supporters are planning a dirty nuclear bomb. Really? Hardly. But yet, at the same time, there are things that are happening in Oregon that we cannot ignore. The murder of black men in Portland. Far greater than any other group of people. That just happens to coincide with the incredible increase in gun violence. That just happens to coincide with the defunding of the cops during the Black Lives Matter protests. And the black community in Portland has had their fill of it. And they're speaking the truth. But will the white, will their white liberal rulers listen? And I say it that way on purpose. Because that's the truth. You see, the rulers of Portland are overwhelmingly white. They are woke. They are leftist. And their very policies not only keep black people enslaved to government programs and government spending But they also don't keep those people safe, which is government's number one priority, period, morally, ethically, and by the law. Now, when the victims of crime are not able to seek justice, technically by the law, they are. Except what the Oregon Supreme Court ruled, or actually not the Oregon Supreme Court yet, the Oregon Court of Appeals ruled in Kevin Mannix's lawsuit against Kate for turning loose all of these vicious murderers and rapists by not following the law. The Court of Appeals said basically the law doesn't matter. Kevin wrote a piece, it's in the Northwest Observer, that he is appealing the decision of the Court of Appeals to let Kate continue to turn loose the the murderers and the rapists. He writes in this piece that it's a sad day for the victims of crime, the district attorneys, and a sad day for the entire justice system in the state of Oregon. The Court of Appeals has held that the governor's clemency power is so broad as to negate procedural requirements established by the Oregon legislature going back to 1864. The Court of Appeals approach seems to be that any attempt to establish a procedural requirement somehow restricts the governor from ultimately making a clemency decision. Oh, that that kind of thought would be applied to the restrictions of the Second Amendment. 
where it says that we shall not have infringement on our right to keep and to bear arms. See the double standard? The Oregon Court of Appeals says, well, the legislature establishing procedural requirements restricts the governor's ability, her constitutional ability, to make clemency decisions. But Oregon legislators, thank you, Christine Drazen, Oregon legislators allowing infringements doesn't in doesn't infringe on our constitutional right oregon laws restricting how those procedural requirements like you can't carry a concealed weapon on school grounds or other government grounds that government says is off limits again that you have to lock up your gun that you can't transfer a weapon privately without a background check. Those somehow are not infringements on our constitutional right. Isn't that interesting? There's more to talk about, and we'll get to it as we go along here, including an unbelievable, this is an InfoWars piece. Thank you, Corby, for, you're not going to believe what a CPS employee told a young 14-year-old girl to do. You'd be shocked. Maybe not. We'll talk about it on the other side of the break at 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is that power for you at GMC Talk Line. 503-589-1220. I'll tell you what this government worker in Texas told a 14-year-old girl to do in a moment. It's going to get awfully warm today, folks. You need to call Freedom Heating and Air if your air conditioning system has not been keeping up. One of the things that they do really well is when you call, they have this emergency services program and they get out to your home or your business quickly. And they start working on the problem, they get it fixed, they make your life better. Some other, as I have heard, by the way, from some of the listeners of this radio station and this show, that other people, other systems, heating and cooling folks, companies have been called and weren't able to get there. And they called Freedom Heating and Air and they came out right away. It's the kind of service you get from these folks. The reason, it's one of the many reasons why they built this great business here in the Mid Valley area for almost 50 years. Why don't you give them a call? Especially if you're not comfortable. 
because you're not going to be happy as we get back near 100 over the next few days. Call them at 503-580-1456, 580-1456, or check them out at freedomheatingandair.net, freedomheatingandair.net. By the way, do you know what BDE stands for? Apparently, this is um, something that the Republican governor candidate of Arizona said at Turning Points conference over the weekend that both Ron DeSantis and President Trump have B-D-E, which apparently is an acronym for um, big uh, blank energy begins with a D. Big blank energy. She said this on stage. Twitter blows up. Okay. And then her meme on it is you got DeSantis, a picture of DeSantis on her Twitter account. And then you got a picture of Trump. And then it's hashtag not BDE. And it's a picture of Biden falling on the repeatedly. Remember that? Walking up the stairs of Air Force One. <laughs> you got to love Somebody like that that's pretty bold to tell it like it is. Hmm. Funny, that reminds me of somebody else. Oh, yeah. Betsy Johnson. Hmm. So why, what did the state worker say? This is on video, by the way. This is an InfoWars article. Again, thanks to Corby for sending it to me. Here's the headline. CPS employee tells 14-year-old girl to become a prostitute. The CPS worker has since been fired, according to the Texas department that oversee her. It's on video, folks. Now, why would you in your mind, as a state worker, many of you who listen to me are state workers. Have you ever heard of anything like this being said here in Oregon? Now, it wouldn't surprise me, but what's the mentality behind why a state worker would say such a thing. Why? You see, this was a runaway, 14-year-old runaway delinquent daughter. And the mother of this girl, a mother of nine, said that her daughter had been telling her that the worker had been telling the daughter, the runaway daughter, that she should do these things, like become a prostitute. 
CPS was housing the girl at a hotel. Doesn't that sound familiar? With dozens of foster kids in Harris County. In the video, the CPS worker tells the girl to become a prostitute after the girl said she wanted food. What? So, what, you mean um, CPS wasn't, I mean, they're housing these kids. What, you're not giving them food? This is just stunning. Also, Greg sent me a great email. By the way, if you want to send me an email, it is jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. It's about the Washington primary in which Jamie Herrera Butler, as you know, the rhino who voted to impeach Trump. She conceded. He writes this. It's not only the Democrats that should be worried about November 2022. I think this Washington primary is very telling that voters aren't happy with certain Republicans who failed their constituents. Yeah. And we have been seeing that all over the country. Now, when we come back, I will reveal to you by the CIA guys writing in the Gateway Pundit why the deep state is so afraid of Donald Trump and why they are stopping at nothing, including probably re-electing him by what they're doing. Why would they do that? Back in a moment at 6.30. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. That's right. It is 24 minutes before the top of the hour. In a moment, we'll go to the phones and talk to Kathy. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. You shoot me an email to Jeff. 1220.am or Jeff at kslm.news. By the way, um, got an email from uh, Ann about, um, well, she thinks that once again, the Republicans are getting screwed by an independent candidate, Betsy Johnson. She said, well, the latest poll shows Tina Kotek has 41%. And the Republican and the Independent both have 27%. She said, I knew the first TV commercial from the Independent lady that Oregon would get screwed again, splitting the Republican vote. Since the debacle of Perot back in the 90s gave a slick willy and launched Hillary into her 40-year Reign of terror over America. Why is it that Republicans always fall for the third party scam? Of course, in Oregon, the vote by mail fraud machine will always produce a Democrat win. I think that this year the Dems all out destruction is so unpopular that they might actually be a little worried. They can't throw that many ballots in the trash this year. So somebody might finally catch on. So they're probably paying this lady, the independent candidate, to get in the race to split the Republican vote again. 
I would love to see where her money is coming from. I bet it's coming straight from the Dems. Why are Republican voters so stupid? If Republican voters just ignore the third party woman to vote Republican, we might have a chance. Assuming that somebody starts watching the Dems on Election Day so they can't throw half of the Republican ballots in the trash. Well, the problem, Ann, with your thesis is, is that you actually believe that there are enough Republican votes to win a governorship in this state. There aren't. The numbers don't work out. And there aren't enough independents that a Republican would pick up, even though they tend to break a little more Republican than they do Democrat. Because, you see, the independents, even though the largest voting bloc that's out there, they don't vote in big numbers. That means that Christine Drazen would have to pick up a significant number of, she would have to have all the Republican votes. And frankly, there's too many of us that don't trust her, and that's why we're not supporting her. She's already lost them because of what she did in walking out, getting bought off, and letting bad gun bills pass, and a whole bunch of other bad things pass. And now Democrats, of course, have figured out they can always buy off Republicans if they offer them money, which they've been doing. And Republicans have refused to walk out. So you're not going to get every Republican vote. That's the first problem with your thesis. Secondly, Drazen is not going to appeal to as many of the independents as an independent candidate would. Because there's a reason they're independents. They don't like either party. And thirdly, Drazen would have to get a significant number of Democrats to vote for her. The problem is, and with your thesis, is that the polls are showing, and numerous polls have showed this, for every Republican vote that votes for Betsy, two Democrat voters vote for Betsy. So the only splitting of the vote here is Betsy splitting the Democrat vote. That's why the Democrats are going so hard after Betsy, because they know that. Speaking of Betsy, there's a story today, a non-story, that Betsy Johnson hired petition circulators from Craigslist to qualify for the other, other for the for the governor's race. The Julia Shumway Capital Reporter, Salem Reporter article. You see, she has to turn in by tomorrow twenty-three thousand seven hundred and forty-four valid signatures so that she can be on the ballot in November. She told us last week in Lebanon they had the signatures, but they were continuing to get more and more. If they, and she spent $200,000 with this Washington-based signature gathering firm, which at between $375 and $5 a signature means that she should have enough for 41,000 to 55,000 signatures. 
The reason that this is a story is because they're trying to besmirch her and smear her. Because they start off saying Betsy Johnson has counted on her Betsy brigades, groups of volunteers circulating petitions to gather the nearly 24,000. So they're trying to insinuate, ah, she's not being honest with you. You see, the leftist media and the leftist power brokers of both the Democrat Party and the globalist power brokers of the Republican Party are scared to death of Betsy. Why? Because she threatens their hold on power. Because she can't be bought off. She's already independently wealthy. Anne writes, I wonder how much money they're paying her. And they're not paying her anything. She's in the, you need to do a little research. She's independently wealthy on her own. She doesn't need anybody's money. And the people funding her are business people who are sick and tired of getting screwed by the Democrats. A lot of them are Oregon-based people, like Phil Knight, like Rob Frerez, like Papes, and a bunch of other people. They trust Betsy to fix what's broken in Oregon. Otherwise, they'd be backing Christine. It's funny how they're not. What does that tell you? <laughs> and said, well, I disagree with you, but thank you for your opinion and for reading my note. <laughs> Love you, Anne. Understanding why the deep state is after Trump. They fear him. Larry Johnson, the CIA guy, puts it all in the second to last paragraph of this article in the Gateway Pundit. He says, I believe Donald Trump is holding, no pun intended, Trump cards that irrefutably show the FBI, the CIA, and the Department of Defense were communicating in top secret channels about targeting Trump. Once it was clear he was going to win the Republican nomination. That's how Russia, Russia, Russia got started and Larry articulates it. But that they also coordinated with foreign intelligence personnel in at least the UK and the Australia. We know that. He concludes with saying, I hope this helps you understand the desperation of the U.S. national security agencies to keep this stuff hidden. The revelations, if they come, will be devastating. Let's go to Kathy. Kathy, good morning. Good morning. Um, no matter what I say, I'm not giving any excuses to the CPS workers. But I think that um, the problem is that they don't hire enough CPS workers. They overload the ones they've got, and they get burnt out and lose compassion for the kids they're supposed to help. Um, remember that, I guess, family that had the six kids and, and the mother or father, whatever it was, drove off the cliff in... Um, at the Oregon coast 
Yep, yep, I remember that. Yep. Those kids, those kids had CPS workers, but they didn't follow through, and it ended up being the neighbors that that alerted authorities. So I think these CPS workers are burnt out because there's not enough of them. And the professional thing to do would be for them to resign. If they start losing their compassion, they need to resign. Now, Kathy, I got to tell you, I think you're right. Uh, and there are probably CPS or there are probably DHS workers. It's not CPS in Oregon, but um, there are probably workers who are listening to you say that, that say, yeah, we are burnt out and there aren't enough of us. The caseloads, right. Kathy, that I remember from the time that I served in the Oregon legislature back then, and this is back in the late 90s, early 2000s, the caseloads were horrendous back then. And I think they've only gotten worse. I, I think yeah. you bring up a good point. It's just like with teaching. It's just like with any person who who loses the love of what they're doing for work whether it's a cps worker or a teacher or anybody else a truck driver a farmer like me if you've lost your love for it you're not going to do a very good job at it and you may do in this case you may do more damage And you are better off to just go ahead and resign and go do something else that you do love rather than create lasting, maybe generational damage. Great point, Kathy. Thank you. 503-589-1220. Got a great cartoon to share with you. Well, it's not a cartoon. It's a biblical image that is prescient for today. Back in a moment, 648. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 10 minutes till the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is that Power Buick GMC talk line. Want to welcome Power Honda as being one of our sponsors. We're very grateful to have them on board. You can go to their website, mypowerhonda.com, mypowerhonda.com. There is, by the way, a very lengthy but well-researched piece in the Federalist today. And I'm going to go ahead and put it on the show plan uh, at podcast page for Political Coffee under local podcast at kslm.news. It's entitled... Records suggest a backbench bureaucrat's partisan grievance spurred the FBI's nakedly political raid on Trump. And then there's a breaking news story that said the FBI raid warrant demands seizure of demanded seizure of literally any record Trump ever saw during his four-year presidential term. If you read through this, it is very lengthy. It lays out 
what a non-story this is. This is all about keeping Trump from running for allowing them. I and it does it would not surprise me, folks. And I mean this. It would not surprise me that the DOJ indicts Trump as a reason and and that they try to hold some kind of a trial. Because apparently there is a federal statute that says you if you are a an office holder for federal office and you've been convicted of a crime, you can't hold office again. That's where they're headed with this. The question is, why are they so deeply afraid of him? Is it because the deep state he has, Trump has records. Now, believe me, they wouldn't have been stored any place the FBI could have gotten them. Believe me, they wouldn't be. If you had records so sensitive to show that the deep state had illegally gone after you unconstitutionally, you wouldn't put him any place. Trump is far smarter than that. Anyway, uh, it's a great piece. It helps you understand what's going on here. By the way, thanks to Anne Marie who sent me a text message. Arizona has a new law that removes the bachelor's degree retirement for teacher requirement for teachers. Would that be good or bad? That's interesting. Very interesting. Friends, understanding what's at stake here is not hard. The very future of our republic is what's at stake. And it is not just everybody gets it, even at the most basic level. If Donald Trump can be raided by the FBI, doesn't matter why. Even now that we find out that for months, the Department of Justice has been negotiating with his lawyers. They, they've been there before. That Trump greeted them before. They've seen these documents. Isn't it interesting that only after Trump's endorsed candidates win over 90% of their races all across the country, that they decide to do this. And in fact, there's a story here on the Liberty Daily about how bug-eyed Burbank Bolshevik Adam Schiff is stumped when asked why the DOJ waited 18 months to raid Trump's home. Why would you wait 18 months? Well, because they sort of thought maybe Trump would go away. You know, he'd been impeached twice, right? Wrongo. Why did they wait 18 months? You see, Adam Schiff was asked this on Slay the Nation, as Rush used to call it. Couldn't answer it. Well, couldn't answer it very well. 
Oh, and the nuclear secrets, old, irrelevant documents that really has been debunked by both Trump, his lawyers. And if there was anything there, was it planted? That'll be interesting to see how that happens. Linda writes a text or an email message. And and what's worse if Donald Trump is indicted and his election is nullified? So are all the judges, including the Supreme Court judges he appointed. It's in the Constitution. Um, That'll never happen, folks. How would you nullify his election? Hmm? How, how would you do that? Never been done before. What's the mechanism by which that would happen? Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Sorry, I, I forgot to take your call. Go. You forgot? <laughs> how can you yeah, forget Yeah, I saw me, your Jeff? name up here, and darn it. I- yeah, I know. Uh, anyways. I got an interesting question for you, Jeff. I, I learned this week, weekend, okay, that there just so happens to be 50 Republican senators and 48 Democratic senators and two independents. Now, logic being logic, who would be the majority party? <laughs> well, the Constitution, of course, gives well, the vice president the ability to break the tie, and that's what Kamala Harris did the other day. So I guess that makes the Democrats the majority party, right? Well, no, because, I mean, if you're a Republican, you're a Republican. If you're a Democrat, you're a Democrat. And if you're an independent, you're an independent. So you got actually three parties there uh, and there's more Republicans than there is Democrats. So why, and I found this an interesting question, why uh, do they say that the, there's a 50-50 split? Because there really isn't. Well, so, it's because the two independents claim, I mean, they, they, they caucus with the Democrats. They're, yeah. they're former Democrats, right? Well, but but they're not Democrats, and and I just found that really interesting that uh, you know this subject hasn't been brought up. And no, but but it, it, it's it, art. It boils down to how many votes you get to cast who's going to be in control. And with Kamala Harris as president of the Senate, they cast fifty-one votes for the Democrats to be in control. I understand what you're saying, but it's about how many votes you have. Thanks, Art. Folks, thanks for joining us today. I'll be back tomorrow. And I hope we'll be here.